0: And this might end up being slightly quicker than I anticipate, only because the timing, again, did not work out, and I'm still going to be going downstairs to teach in the library minion. So um, I'll do a quick little review from what Rabbi Schatz did last week, because not everyone who was here was here last week. And where this stems from is the ritual committee of Temple Betham, over a series of meetings, basically gave the rabbis of the synagogue their blessing, to explore in some of the Minyanim of Tobogatam this notion of a triennial Haftarah, where instead of reading the Haftarah at its full length every single Shabbat, in a room in which the Torah reading was converted to a triennial, that you could read a shorter or different Haftarah. And what Rabbi Shatz did last week, she What Rabbi Schatz did last week was to go through a couple of the sources that were in the tshuva, the responsum that was passed in front of the Law Committee a few years ago. And I want to just highlight a few basic notes to contextualize what I'm going to say today. In the traditional text of the Talmud and the Code of Jewish Law, it was determined that a Haftarah, which is a selection from the Book of Prophets, should be no fewer than 21 verses the idea being there should be at least three verses of Haftarah for each of the seven aliyot of the Torah reading. Basically, a 21-verse Haftarah corresponds to the shortest possible Torah reading because no aliyah can be fewer than three verses. So if you have seven aliyot of three verses, that's 21. But if you look deeper into the sources and you kind of conflate history with traditional text, the reason that was the case is that at least according to some version of accepted history, plus layers of mythology. The origin of the haftarah was that the rabbis instituted it, that people should hear verses of inspiration from the prophets during a time of persecution where the Torah reading was not permitted to be read. And since the minimum amount of Torah reading that would be read would be 21 verses, therefore the minimum haftarah that would be read would be 21 verses. And yet, you don't have to spend a lot of time looking through the Chumash to see that many of the received, quote-unquote, full Haftarot are less than 21 verses, like the ones for Vayigash and Vayichid that we did a few weeks ago in Parshat Kedoshim. So even though it was written as an expectation, it simply was not the case that every Haftarah was 21 verses. The Haftarah is supposed to be in related in some way to the topic, the theme of that week's Torah reading. So some point of the Haftarah is to kind of be a commentary on, to expand on the Torah using prophetic language. You can already hear in your minds, perhaps, that if you're in a triennial reading community where you're reading only a third of the Haftarah, sorry, a third of the Torah reading, it may be that the Haftarah chosen for that week's parsha has nothing to do with the third of the Torah reading that you happen to read. And so you actually have a traditional disconnect, perhaps, if you read a triennial Torah reading, but then the standard Haftarah, you might have a prophetic reading that is totally not connected to the Torah reading itself. All Thoreau Rabbi Schatz talked about is that in the sources it's clear that Kvod HaTorah, the honor given to the Torah, must always be higher than Kvod HaNavi, the honor given to the prophets. The prophets are important, they're significant, they're canonized as biblical text. It's not the writ of God, as it were. And so you can't have a Experience of shul in which the verses of the prophets are given more attention than the verses from the Torah. So, a shortened Torah reading suggests that a Haftarah perhaps could be shortened or should be shortened so you don't end up reading more prophetic verses than Torah verses, which is what we do. What any synagogue does that does a triennial Torah reading, there are certain parashot during the year where the Haftarah is longer in verses than the number of verses that were read from the Torah. Plus, if you play around with the Haftarah within the limits, you have an opportunity to bring in more of the prophetic material that is in the Bible. A traditional synagogue reads the entire Torah every year, or at the very least, every three years. A minuscule amount of prophetic material appears even once on the Haftarah, which means that we made this point at the ritual committee, you could be a regular, committed, devoted shul-goer, come to shul every single Shabbat for 50 years, and never once, not once, be exposed to the prophet Haggai or the prophet Safanya, or 80 to 90% of even the prophet Isaiah. The main thrust of the tshuva that was written and that I was present for the conversations was that you still have to have the prophet's navi be a servant of the Torah and not the reverse of it. The purpose is education and exposure to have at least the shul-going community have more of an immersion into prophetic material. And if the service were shortened as a result, that would be an accidental byproduct, not the intent, which might elate some and disappoint some. Others, some people like just lingering in shul as long as possible. That's basically what Rabbi shots talked last week. What I want to turn to now in the sheets that were handed out, uh, the middle of the third page, these bullet points from Jacob Mann's book, The Bible as Read and Preached in the Old Synagogue. He explored, and it was brought into the tshuva, that triennial or creative haftarot is not an utter novelty. It's a novelty in the fact that you don't see it in many synagogues, but there were, um, if you look at at bullet point number two there, a complete set of of traditional Palestinian sequential triennial Torah cycle with complementary haftarot. What it means is that there were Haftarot over time that were read along with thirds of the Parsha because 2,000 years ago in Palestine, not every community read the full Parsha every Shabbat. In fact, what was more common is that they did a triennial reading different than the way we do ours, where the first year of the cycle they read a third of the Bible, the Torah, in order. Year two they would read the second third of the Torah in order. And year three they would read the third third. This, was, um, this set of new Haftarot that was based on other ones was presented by Rabbi Simcha Roth in the sixth volume of response of the var This is the conservative movement's law committee in Israel. And going for approximately ten verses, even fewer was acceptable. And a quote from the early 20th century Spanish author of a book called Sefer Ha'itim, Rabbi Yehuda al-Bargaloni, basically saying, Don't get yourself into such a tizzy about this if you're reacting poorly to it. It just doesn't matter so much. Torah verses matter a lot. Haftarah is a beautiful, melodic, interpretive dressing on the main course. And the amount of halachic legal material that binds us to what we do in a haftarah is just not so nuclear in its significance and its impact. He basically gave Jews in his community 800 years ago authority and blessing to do kind of whatever they want when it comes to the Haftarah. As if when we came to the Haftarah today for Parshat Va'era, if somebody in the pew said, you know what? I've been reading Jeremiah, and in the 53rd chapter, Jeremiah seems to be giving a, a subtle inquiry into the scene that we're reading today, let's do that instead. Rabbi Yehuda al-Bargaloni would say, great. The main thing you lose on that is not any connection to Jewish law, but connection to Jews in synagogues around the world reading the same material. That's not a small thing. If you've traveled internationally, you know what it feels like to walk into a shul on Shabbat and not only hear the same prayers recited, but to many of the same tunes and the same Torah reading, essentially. And if you walk into a synagogue in Paris, and it's your bar mitzvah portion, and no one else was assigned, you can just read that haftorah. it's the same one. That does get lost if you play a little bit with which Haftarah you are doing. The question is, is what you would be gaining worth it? What the Law Committee of the Conservative Movement in the United States decided in the tshuva that we were studying is that it is indeed permissible to read a shortened Haftarah, including lower than 21 verses because they're already accepted Haftarah to do that. 10 to 15 verses is the, is the goal. The fewest verses permitted would be seven, corresponding to one verse per every Aliyah of Torah reading. And the text that would be used some would be abridged versions of one that we have and some people said in addition to or maybe instead of abridging the ones that we have, why don't we use this as a, as a moment at the beginning of the 21st century to expose the, the, the most educated and committed of the, our communities to more material in, in the Bible and which is to basically give birth to new haftarot. This also gives an opportunity for more people who are new-ish to hebrew pronunciation and to liturgy more of an opportunity to read a haftarah because to take on a 40 verse haftarah is just a different challenge than an eight verse one or a nine verse one that that shuva passed the law committee the way the law committee works in the conservative movement is that it gives synagogues an opportunity to abide by it they're not obligated this is not our movement is not a papacy Right? Every synagogue and every rabbi and every rabbi in relationships with the community and the ritual committee ultimately make the decision about what the liturgy is for their community. So where we stand right now is that the rabbis of Temple Bethan, myself, Rabbi Shatz, Rabbi Chorny, along with the ritual committee, are significantly moved by the reasonings behind the tshuva that we're willing to give it a shot and we think we should give it a shot. Giving it a shot means, like we're doing with the Mincha experiment, in an experiment. We have no idea what this is going to take, but we're going to try it. And we're going to start it in Beit which for many years has been a bit of an experimental place when it comes to liturgical um, usage. And where the Torah reading is always triennial, just to remind you, our Temple Bethan Mishmash, here in the sanctuary, when there's no bar or bat mitzvah like there is today, we do a full Torah reading. When there is a bar or bat mitzvah, the family can choose full or triennial, most times a triennial. Which means even in this room we have a combination of liturgical options for Torah reading. Um, that comes up very clearly when you get to the last book, last parsha of a book of Torah. Because if you've been reading a full Torah reading, when you get to the last verse, everyone's saying it's "Chazak, Chazak, Venid Chazek." Well, if it's Parshat Vayechi, the last parsha of the book of Genesis, but you're only reading the first third of it, because it's trennial, it seems wrong to sing "Chazak, Chazak, venid Chazek." Or how about the even weirder one, where last week you read Triennial, here, because it was Bar Mitzvah, this week it's a full Kriya, you read all of Parshat Vayechi, should you say Chazak Chazak, you didn't finish all of the book of Genesis because last week you only read the first third of the Parshah. An obscure rabbi named Rabbi um, Elliot Dorf wrote a tshuva on that issue as well, and as is usually the case, I lovingly disagreed with his conclusions. But I'm still permitted into his home. Um, so what Temple Beth Am's version of this experiment um, has to take into account the ways in which we are already a liturgical mishmash. When the ritual community discussed it, we decided we're going to start in Beit and see how it goes. We're going to be using and republishing a booklet by Addis Israel, which is a concerted synagogue in Washington, D.C., who, one of whose senior rabbis, Aaron Alexander, will be here in a few weeks to help install Rabbi Schatz into her position formally. Obviously, she's already doing her position. They published... A new selection of haftarot that corresponds to the new array of haftarot that came out in the Chuva. So that you can have it in front of you, not just holding a Bible in front of you and looking for the verses. We're gonna publish our version of that and distribute it. And we're gonna consider based on how it feels in Betenu, whether or not to move it eventually into the sanctuary or at least as an option remember to if we're going to move it into the sanctuary it, and including the barba mitzvah you're going to need at least a year's l- lead time because the kid who has the barba mitzvah in january 2021 might already be learning his or her haftarah so we're going to see how it goes in betenu and if we decide that we want to introduce it into the sanctuary on the Shabbatot where we do a triennial it will take some time for that to happen the first time i am excited by this i'm excited to hear haftarah that i never heard before i'm excited to hear verses of, of prophets be sung out loud that I've never heard once in my life. I'm excited to have more people have an opportunity to t- chant the Haftarah for the first time because they're taking on a smaller chunk of liturgy. I'm excited to have there be more of a direct connection between the, the prophetic selection for that day and the, the verses from the Torah that were given in that day. And I'm excited for something else as well. This is what the ritual committee decided we should do. You are going to save a few minutes when you do a shorter Haftarah. So what can you, what's the best thing to do with saving a few minutes? Fill it up with other good stuff. Diane, was that not your answer? No. Oh. <laughs> what one thought is to get to Kiddush sooner, but come on. Um, listen, in, in, in my first community, every single Shabbat, nearly, for nine years, I gave an intro to the Torah reading before the Torah reading began, I gave a Dvar Torah in the Dvar Torah slot, and I gave an intro to the Haftarah. Two minutes, three minutes. So that the hardest material that people get exposed to, because prophetic material is hard, wasn't just delivered musically and orally. The community got a chance to kind of dig into what Ezekiel is saying. We generally don't do that at Betham. There's no particular reason, but usually the haftarah is just sung; it's not introduced. So what we decided was in those in the shul in the in the minyan where we're going to be doing a of haftarah, both for the new prophetic readings that we'll be introducing and for the ones that we've been saying for years on those Shabbatot someone, sometimes a rabbi, sometimes an intern, sometimes a layperson, will be giving a two to three minute dvar nivua some kind of a insight or look into the prophetic verses we're about to read, which hopefully will also be educational and an experiential opportunity for people to get into what the prophets are saying we're going to try to um, ask people to actually write them out and then a year later publish last year's um, intros so that we're going to be producing year after year collections of short bursts like um like the um What's the thing in the Jewish Journal? The Table for Five? Short bursts of, and Rabbi Schatz wrote this week, short bursts of insight not only to the Torah reading, but but the Haftarah as well. And we'll publish it Publish it each year. That's where we are right now. Had I had more time, but I, I have to run down to Library Minion, I would pause here for questions, because there might be some questions on the minds of people who are troubled by this, or questions on the, the minds of people who are really excited by this, but we're going to we're going to not leave time for questions right now, and just say that soon, maybe, I think we did, we choose a date, Rabbi Shots, I think we did. Next week. Next week, there's a date, we're going to be starting this in the Betayn Minion and see how it goes, and then uh, as we watch it, we'll make a decision at some point whether or not we want to bring it into the sanctuary, including for Barabat Mitzvahs, and um, enjoy the prophetic verses that you've never seen before being sung out loud for the first time. And at another opportunity, when I'm not running out to give a drosh downstairs, I'd be happy to answer some questions that people have on it. So Shabbat Shalom. And now we turn to whatever page Musaf begins on.